52andvine.com. From the Upper Delaware Welcome Center at the Narrowsburg Union, featuring information about regional attractions and activities, along with products by the region's artists, artisans, makers, and craftsmen at Catskills Curated. NarrowsburgUnion.com. Hi, this is Staff Sergeant Doug Sandberg, host of Let's Talk Vets. When it comes to media, we've got so many options, on-demand videos, smartphone apps, digital content providers, and the list goes on. These options put the world at your fingertips, but none of them have the local content you get from Radio Catskill. You can't find Farm and Country or Catskill characters on Amazon. No Spotify algorithm will ever come up with a mix of music you get from local hosts like Kusar Grace or Cassie Carlson. And not even NPR stations have local edition Radio Catskill or Let's Talk Vets. Radio Catskill is committed to serving listeners right here in the Catskills in northeastern PA. We tell local stories that matter, and we do it with the help of listeners like you. If you value local programs you can't find anywhere else, if you value local news and information we bring you, please do your part to keep Radio Catskill local. Give now at WJFFradio.org. Thank you. It's a local edition news and information to keep you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Jason Dole. And coming up, we're going to be talking about a special performance that's happening this weekend put on by the Sullivan County Dramatic Workshop to benefit literacy volunteers of Sullivan County with live guests in the studio. It's coming up in the second half of the program. But first... 6.30 on a Thursday evening. This is when we check in with Wayne County, find out what's going on in Wayne County. And uh, workers in Wayne County face a variety of potential barriers to successful employment. Some of those needs are simply not met by the existing state and federal assistance programs. That's why the work for the Workforce Alliance, with the help of Wayne County Community Foundation, created a new Workers' Crisis Fund. Here to tell us more, it's Lucy Ann Verling, Executive Director for Wayne Pike Workforce Alliance. Lucy, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. So um, before we get into this uh, specific program, the the Crisis Fund, uh, just remind folks about the Workforce Alliance and uh, what it is and what you do. Absolutely, and thank you so much for this opportunity. No problem. Uh, Workforce Alliance uh, initially started as Workforce Wayne uh, back in the early 2000s as an initiative to look at the people side of economic development. As we look through our K-12 system and the residents we have, there needs opportunity uh, for career development, for career awareness. So this, this movement, if you will, uh, became a 501c3 in 2009 and has been growing exponentially ever since. So our role in the community is to create educational opportunities. It's to bring job seekers skills that are required to meet the demands of our employers and to work with our employers to identify the talents that they need. So our continuum of service, I coyly say, is key to lifelong learning. 
because we have after-school programs in, in the elementary, now into the middle. We have youth programs that are high school and young adults in our community um, that we'd love to have come in and work with, as well as, as adults and, as I said, to lifelong learning. We can never stop learning, right? Absolutely. Not, if we, you know, if, if you're still learning, you're still alive. That's what I say. That is so correct. So, so moving on to, to this specific program, and uh, I think before we go, we'll come back to how people can find out more information about all of this, especially uh, the Workforce Alliance. But um, for, for this program, who will benefit from the Worker Crisis Fund, and, and how are they going to find out about it? Well, the benefit, I think, is the perspective. The employer may benefit if one of his or her workers is assisted with something that will maintain their employment. The individual who is working that may be hit with a, a bill, a, a car repair, or, you know, there, there's many different scenarios, and then has to make a choice of what do I do? I need to get to work. Or there's no assistance for this type of need. So and quite honestly, and, and again, I applaud the, the foundation our programs and services, and, and you opened up the the dialogue very eloquently because there are many state and federal programs, local programs, but there's always a gap, right? So how do you fill a gap? And this situation arose with, with one of our customers, and, you know, something just came out of left field, and, and I think that situation was a car repair. And it's a matter of, do I pay my rent? pay my car up there. I need my car to go to work. And it kind of bubbled up through our organization. And we in Wayne County work so collectively. So it's a matter of you call your partners. As one thing I, I can just say with all honesty, it's a matter of, hey, we have a need in the community. Is it housing? Is it? Yeah. We, we go through the whole scenario of trying to find assistance, whether it be through another program uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it came down to philanthropy can be a partner to this effort in our community. Right. If there's a need and programs and services wane, may end, many of our federal programs that we administer in Wayne County, once you become employed, we follow up with you, we encourage you, we ensure there's assistance as far as, you know, maintaining your work, but the resources to deal with a something, such as a crisis of this nature. To uh, myself and, and the um, CEO of the foundation, Ryan Jennings, we, we just started talking and saying, this is a gap. How do we fill a gap? And, and I applaud the foundation and their board to, to take a look at this and say, you know, Individuals have, have just been, all of us, right? Just the, the last couple of years has just been, been havoc. Beyond that, we know that we have a tight labor participation rate. We're old in Wayne County. We're old in Northeast Pennsylvania. The Commonwealth, meaning our median age, is up there, right? So we take a look and say that what we have of individuals still working, we need to ensure the retention in the workforce. So if there is a scenario, such as the previous one I mentioned with a car repair, there needs to be some assistance. 
It's not a handout. It's a hand up. And as a community, we need to come together to do that, to support that individual, to maintain their employment so that they can continue to thrive in Wayne County. Where do the funds for the fund come from? How, how is this being supported? Well, it was launched by the foundation as a fund to um, to attract donors. Um, I, I hope I was the first one that wrote a check because I believe in this. And I did donate to this. And I believe the foundation has it um, and has been promoting this as something for other funders to look at and to realize that if we don't support each other, you know, uh, again, we, we need to maintain uh, a vibrant community through employment. And our employers are looking for workers. So, again, they understand, too. We need to ensure the retention in the workforce. Right. Um, I'm I'm also wondering right now. So, I mean, you, you're saying you stepped up and you're funding this, you know, through the foundation. So, so are you looking for support from the community then? Absolutely. When I, when I say I funded, I mean, I personally wrote a check because I believe in this. Right. The programs right. and services we offer don't, don't, so that we are, we're looking to the community. We're looking for those that believe in people who want to better themselves, who want to maintain uh, working. And I think we all know at some point in our life, something came out of left field, right? And in and, and a bill that you did not uh, anticipate and it can derail an individual from maintaining their employment. And we don't want that to happen because we need our workforce. Right. Um, so what are, you know, uh, is there anything else that you want folks to know about this fund? Well, and again, I'm, I'm only half of the, of the whole. The, the foundation, in my opinion, is, is just uh, phenomenal, and they're taking on the the heavy lifting of, of, you know, promoting this fund and the reasons behind. We on the Workforce uh, Alliance side will be the, the organization to, um, to receive the communication. And through our staff and our partners in the community, try to find solutions for that individual. Because it is a collective, right? We have to work together. So from that, if we find that all... Any type of potential assistance is exhausted, then we would refer that uh, this case, if you will, or this situation to the foundation for their uh, review, vet, and and potentially fund. That's excellent. And and we started off by talking about your end of things, the alliance. Is there anything else that you want folks to know about uh, uh, what, what else is going on? Do you have anything coming down the line from the alliance that you want people to know about while we got you? Oh, my goodness. Well, I can just say thank you to our community. Uh, we had a job fair in Wayne County, about 30 employers. Um, and I know we're kind of high five and over 40 individuals, but it's been very lean. So we were very happy with the individuals who came out. Um, two, I think, individuals, if not more, that I was aware of last night got hired on the spot. Um, I got a call today from another individual saying, I got a job. You know, these, are, these are enlightening things, and they're hopeful, because when we work together to, to solve issues, and, and again, sometimes it's just putting the right person in front of the right person, and, and I'm just excited about that. I know that's past tense, um, but again, our services are availed. 
uh, in Honesdale and in Holly. Um, we have a great partnership with our Wayne Library Alliance. We're providing, um, it's called digital literacy. It's called computer classes. And it's anything from individuals coming in to learn Google Sheets or Excel to, can you help me upload? And I think that's what we've found is we are in the age of technology and we need to embrace that and work with our community to to learn those skills. So again, back to that lifelong learning, right? Yeah. Um, so, so that is something we're, we're just uh, tickled about, that partnership. And again, it's just if you don't know what we do, please you know, check out our website. And if for some reason you do not or, or would like to, to talk in person, our office is at 650 and a half Park Street. Uh, it is the PA Career Link uh, Workforce Alliance. So, I, again, I just thank you so much for, for allowing us to share this message because I just think it's it's what our community does, and that gets together and helps to find solutions to to issues that yeah. um, some people may struggle with. And that website's wpworkforce.org, correct? That is correct. All right. WP and again, if anyone listening that may want to donate uh, to the fund, uh, waynefoundation.org is uh, the website. But again, um, you know, reaching out to, to the Wayne Community Foundation as well and finding if someone wants to, you know, a little more information or a deeper dive on, on this fund and what its purpose is. But to me, it's just, it's just a wonderful thing. A wonderful thing that the community um, can reap the benefits of, excuse me, as I said, both the individual and the employer. All right. Well, Lucy Ann Verling, Executive Director for Wayne Pike Workforce Alliance, thank you for taking the time to go over all this with you, and best of luck. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. You have a good evening. You too. Thank you. And again, that website is wpworkforce.org. We're going to take a quick, quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Sullivan County Dramatic Workshop and Literacy Volunteers of Sullivan County. You're listening to The Local Edition, winner of two Excellence in Broadcasting Awards from the New York State Broadcasters Association. Radio Catskill. Listen local. The CDC recommends getting the updated COVID-19 vaccine boosters. These boosters restore protection that has waned since previous vaccinations and provide broader protection against newer variants. Wayne Memorial System's COVID booster clinics take place in the Highland Family Health Center in Honesdale, the second and fourth Wednesdays of the month, and at the Pike County Training Center in Hawley, the first and third Wednesdays of the month. Information on COVID boosters is available from your health care provider, local pharmacy, or local county health department. Welcome back to the local edition news and information to keep you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm Jason Dole. Adam's Gift, it's a play about a man who cannot read, a boy who has a debilitating disease, and how each one comes to the rescue of the other. It was written by New York-based theater critic Peter Felicia. 
And Sullivan County Dramatic Workshop is performing Adam's Gift one night only. That night is this Saturday night with all of the proceeds benefiting the Literacy Center in Monticello. With us now is Executive Director of Literacy Center, Angela Dutcher. Angela, welcome to the studios. Hi, thank you for having me here. And we also have two local cast members. We have Sean Bailey, who's playing someone with with my name. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Sean? <laughs> And uh, we've got Harold Ty, who's directing the play and also performing in the play and maybe a familiar voice to long-time listeners. Harold, welcome back to Radio Catskill. Oh, glad to be back. Nice new digs. I love this. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. I love the walls. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's something There's something else. They got, they, they're colorful. They're very yes. colorful. Yes. So um, I guess well, we should start with, I guess, Angela, first um, tell us about this play. I understand it was okay. a radio play first. How's it been adapted for the stage? Um, well, Peter adapted it. He wrote it for as a stage play. Um, it's a radio-style play. He wrote it as, like, The War of the Worlds when that came right. out, um, that same concept. And Peter came to me in this, the fall of 2019. He had stopped into our bookstore in Monticello, the Read It Again bookstore, and he realized, he saw our mission, and he said, you know, I have the perfect play for you guys. Um, but sadly, COVID happened, so we had to put everything off. And oh, so Harold, this, this has been in the works for a while. For a long time. Harold oh, wow. and I talked about it two years ago. Yep. And we just never could get everything off the ground with, you know, this one got sick. It was like it was everybody was getting sick with COVID. We we had a little like round table of COVID for a while. Yeah, we did. Everybody did. Yeah. So. But Peter, like I said, he came to us. He re, he saw that our mission was to teach people how to read and he was he's obviously passionate about that mission for writing this play. And he has been give he has been putting this on all over the place. He's put it on in New York, New Jersey, and he always does it as a benefit. He gives you the rights to the screenplay and says, you put it on and you keep the proceeds. So he's a, it's fantastic. He's a fantastic man. Well, so, so, so the, the story is about literacy and then yes. he wants it to actually help with the yes. issue of illiteracy. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. It's the story just tells you, and it's like a really cool way to see how literacy matters and how it can change people and it's a true it's like it's it could be a true story because i know people that have come to us without skills and not being able to read and how their lives completely turn around and change once they've once they've learned so so harold how about the the dramatic workshops end of of this story of getting the play on what, what well angela came to me and of course my my wife sits on the board there at yes. the literacy center too and so the two of them came to me and said don't you really want to do this <laughs> and and i read through it and after i read through it i said yes i really do want to do this this is a really cool play yeah. um uh you'll wreck it a lot of the patrons who come saturday night will recognize the structure of the play it, it's Kind of set up, sort of uh, along the lines of Dickens' A Christmas Carol, um, and uh, uh, so we uh, we we put it all together finally this spring. And I went out and found the best people we could lay our hands on. Uh, it's uh, as as Angela said, it was originally written as a stage play, you know, full set, the whole thing. Uh, I told both Peter and Angela that we just wouldn't have the time to be able to do that, okay, uh, and get it in this year. And we wanted to get it in this year. So we, uh, uh, I, I, I talked to Peter and Felicia, the, uh, the, the playwright, and uh, 
he gave me permission to convert it into a radio play style uh, show. So uh, what you're going to see is, uh, uh, as we call it in, the, in theater, is everybody's going to be script in hand, mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, there'll be some uh, some some small blocking sections. Nothing you know major. Uh, normally in a radio play, you'd have you know microphones. Everybody standing at their own microphone. Right, right. But we're going to use a put a little motion into it. Put a little. Uh, so it's like a hybrid kind of yeah performance. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, so we went out, like I said, and we got a, a really good cast. We have Crystal Tweed, uh, who, of course, a lot of people in the area know, uh, mm-hmm. both from her stage and screen work. And, uh, of course, she's uh, part of uh, Tweed Gymnastics over there yeah. in Monticello. And then uh, we got Sean to play uh, Jason and Sam. Most of, the par- most of the actors are playing two parts, and that's the way the play was set up. Well, Sean, can you, can you tell us a little bit about your part? Oh, sure. Uh, I'm actually, we were talking about it earlier. I think I, I have the actual only real villain in the whole show because oh. what, what we find out is that our main character, without getting too far afield, um, it, circumstances have led to him being what he's like. And when he gets an opportunity to have those circumstances change, he changes. So, but I, I, I play the one really horrible character. And then I, I, I guess I also sort of play the Cratchit kind of a guy in this show as well. So I, I work for this horrible person and, um, it's so it, it, it's a very interesting show. I, I really highly recommend it. Uh, the workshops had a really good track record with doing radio shows. We always do one for Christmas time. At least we have for the past, what, four or five years at yeah. least. And, um, I've been in, in a lot of casts doing these and this cast is fantastic. You're really going to enjoy the show. And you're going to be able to have all the proceeds help out the yes. literacy volunteers, which is really the best thing about it. Well, yeah. we, we've got some more time here, so I'd like to take time to talk about both of the organizations yes. that are represented here today. But uh, is Literacy Volunteer, you talk about the Read It Again bookstore, yes. is is the the bookstore, the Literacy Center, both still right there in Monticello, yep. across from the Government Center? They are, 63 North Street, across from the Government Center is where the main, we have the main bookstore there. There is a smaller bookstore in White Lake at the Old Duggins School mm-hmm. um, that's open a couple days a week. But our main bookstore is still in Monticello. And for everybody that doesn't know, this is this play has come at such a wonderful time because when COVID happened, Sullivan County BOCES adult education stopped and they have not started again. So mm-hmm. we are the only place in the county to get English as a second language training, basic literacy training and high school equivalency training. So our we've expanded. We're like busting at the seams with need, and these and having the, this this play come up and say here we can we want to give you the proceeds is a godsend because I need to hire teachers. I need to hire get materials. I need to help more students, and with and we need all the help we can get. And this is such a wonderful way to do it because you're getting something. You're you're going to come watch a wonderful play. You're going to get something to eat maybe buy yourself a glass of wine or beer and have a good night, but also help all those less fortunate than you in the county at the same time. And you say you have a great need. I, uh, yes. is, is, am I right in assuming that that need is both a financial one and do you need volunteers yes. as well? Yes, I would. I need finance. Finance is sadly is always part of the, the picture, but yep. volunteers, COVID changed the way a lot of people volunteer. A lot of our volunteers were retired, older retired people. They're not volunteering as much right now. 
a lot of them never came back after COVID. They're just not ready. They're not comfortable. So we've lost a lot of, uh, we went from having 45 tutors that were on call to 15. At the same time that your need is bursting at the seams. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. So, and we also having the influx of immigrants that we've all heard about coming, coming into New York, they're coming into our doors needing English language. I have three classes running on Saturdays that average about 50 to 55 students coming through the doors. And I could always, I need more classes. I need more teachers to put on more classes during the week. So if people uh, want to get more information about how to help in any of these ways, where should they go? They could give me a call at 845-794-0017. They can go to our website, which is Literacy Volunteers. Um, and Facebook, we're always on Facebook, um, Literacy again, Literacy Volunteers of Sullivan County. And they can look me up any of those ways. Stop in any time to 63 North Street and say hello. Um, all of those are wonderful ways to get involved. Um, but yeah, I would say for the most part, if you, if somebody were to ask me today, what is my most pressing need? It would be people, volunteers, somebody who wants to maybe take on a small group. If you're no if any, there's anybody out there that's a retired teacher that wants to maybe take on a small ESL class, I'd love to have you, mm-hmm. you know, one-on-one tutoring is always important as well, but I feel like we we really have to go to classes because the need is so great. And now for for the theater and the, and the work, Sullivan County Dramatic Workshop, you guys still uh, based there in Fallsburg? We still are based in Fallsburg. Matter of fact, that's where the play is going to take place, uh, at the Riverly Theater in South Fallsburg. For those of you who may not be familiar with uh, the workshop, we, uh, we were founded in 1950. We've been continuously presenting plays since then. Uh, so this is our 73rd season that we're just finishing up now. Um, and wow. we've already got our 74th season lined up. That'll be coming out, be announced, uh, uh, in the very short and very near future. Um, we, we own and operate the Riverly theater, which is on the national register of historic places. And, uh, we also are looking for volunteers and, uh, uh, and a theater angel. If anyone out there has, uh, you know, who wants to get involved, uh, their business involved with the sponsorships of the plays or the season, uh, that sort of thing, then, uh, you know, just give us a call. Um, we, uh, uh, we're, we're an all volunteer organization, uh, just as Angela's is. And, uh, none of us get paid. All of us do this because uh, we just love the theater and we love, you know, putting our little tails out on a stage and, and, uh, you know, hopefully not dying on stage. <laughs> right. So unless, of course, you're supposed to die in the place. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and do you have any uh, any other performances coming up that you can let people know about now? Or This this is our, our final performance of the of year. The, of the, okay. So uh, uh, a holiday plays. Uh, we just can't get them get up this year. So uh, we're going to we're going to have to skip on this will kind of serve as a as yeah. a, the holiday. Play uh, at the moment, sense. we're yeah. still planning on our we, we as we've done for the last eight or ten years uh, our uh, uh, february love song cabaret as we like to call it which sometimes is an anti-love song cabaret <laughs> but uh, that'll be around somewhere around uh, february 14th uh, uh, in uh, then and then of course our season goes back up in may and we have a really good season coming up so 
Well, um, I, can, I I think we should have I think we should have you back on as your season gets going again, so we can talk about that here on air. And I think we definitely have to get literacy volunteers because uh, I've learned a lot about how great uh, the need is for both of your organizations tonight. So I want to thank you so much for taking the the time to talk to us, and um and and Sean, thank you for coming out, Angela, thank, <laughs> thank you. you, and Harold. And again, the websites. Uh, for literacy volunteers in Sullivan County, the liter- literacy sullivan.org. That's right. literacy sullivan.org. Sullivan County Dramatic Workshop is scdw.net. That's Sullivan County Dramatic Workshop, scdw.net. And I want to thank you all for coming out here to be here in person tonight to, to talk to us about this. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us. 7.30 Saturday night. Thanks, right. I forgot to remind people in it. So this is, again, the, the name of the play is Adam's Gift. It's yep. about literacy, and it benefits Literacy Literacy's. Center, and it's happening Saturday night when? Saturday night, 7.30 at the Riverly Theater in South Fallsburg. The theater, the box office uh, will open about 6.30 or so. Uh, adult beverages are going to be available Yes. Uh, because we think it's a special night, and uh, that makes it a little more special. So uh, closing for, out the the season, yeah. yeah. And for more, so for more information, go to scdw.net. It's got a full synopsis, not a full synopsis, but more about the play okay. and and other information that you'll want. Yeah, and All I right. think we've been sharing it like crazy over Facebook, so somebody's bound to have yeah. come across it. Bound to it. see it on social media as well. <laughs> yes. All right, thank you all for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us, thank Jason. Bye bye. Well, that's going to do it for the local edition. We will be right back for Ramble Tamble with John Gordon. This is Radio Catskill. Favorite program on the station? Old school sessions on Saturday night. I think Ramble Tamble is probably my personal. Love Kathy Geary show. I listen to that every Saturday. I love to listen to the cocktail show, retro cocktail hour, mixtapes is awesome. I don't know. There's tons of them. Yeah, you like music. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Help end Radio Catskills Fall Favorites Fun Drive. Make your donation now at WJFFradio.org. Support for Radio Catskill comes from Canoza Hall, featuring 22 guest rooms, a fine dining restaurant with full bar by Foster Supply Hospitality's award-winning culinary team. Outdoor lakeview seating and a full-service spa. CanozaHall.com From the River Reporter newspaper in Narrowsburg, New York. RiverReporter.com And from listener donations at 